thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food reel with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hello and welcome back to The Real Food Reel. Today on the show, we are joined by Melissa Ambrosini, who is the best-selling author of Mastering Your Me Girl, host of the number one podcast, The Melissa Ambrosini Show, a motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and self-love teacher. Let's get straight into it today, team, and welcome Melissa to the show. Hi, Melissa, and thanks for joining The Reel. Thank you for having me, beautiful. Really excited to share your story with my crew. So, as it's your first time on the show, can you give us a little bit of a background story and, um, yeah, just dive in wherever you're comfortable for us? Sure. Um, well, back in 2010, I hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital very unwell and very unhappy. And prior to that, I was burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. I was running on a, at a million miles an hour. My cortisol was through the roof. I was partying. I was definitely not eating nourishing whole foods. And I was living a very outward-focused, materialistic life. Uh, I was a professional dancer. I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris, and I did acting and some TV presenting but I was very unfulfilled within and my measure of happiness and success was on the next job or the boyfriend or what I looked like. And for many years I ignored these warning signs to stop and slow down and to go inward and to look after myself and I ignored them for so long that the universe or God or whatever you believe in had to give me a pretty heavy wake-up call in order for me to really pay attention and shift. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have uh, listened and I probably would have continued on my very self-destructive path. So I ended up in hospital with a whole host of health issues from chronic fatigue and um, vitamin and mineral deficiencies. I got the cold sore virus and I had cold sores all over my face, in my mouth and down my throat. I had eczema all over my body. I had hives. I had, you know, all sorts of issues. And not only that, I was dealing with depression and an eating disorder. So I was very unhappy and unwell. And I realized something when I was laying in that hospital bed that I was responsible for getting myself into that situation and I was the only one that could get myself out. And like a lot of people when they hit rock bottom with a health crisis or they face some sort of health issue, one of the first places that we really clean up is our health. 
And when I was laying in the hospital bed, a friend gave me a spiritual book called You Can Heal Your Life, and I'd never heard of self-love before. And I read this book. I devoured this book, actually, in one day and thought, holy smokes, the way I've been treating myself, my body, my higher self, and the way I was speaking to myself was so horribly. And I knew that I had to really make some massive shifts in my in my personal life. And from there, I went on to really clean up my nutrition first. That was one of the first places that I started. And I cleaned up my diet and I cleaned up my thoughts. I started surrounding myself with more inspiring people. I started to make sure my actions were serving me. So the things that I was doing instead of drugs and partying, I started going to yoga and drinking coconuts. And my entire life shifted. I shifted every area. And this was back in 2010 now. So a very, feels like a very long time ago. And from there, I began to share on what was called a blog. And not many people had had (laughs) blogs then. And I started sharing what I was learning and what I was going through And the realizations that I was having very openly and vulnerably, my struggle with my body, my struggle with my weight, my struggle with my inner mean girl, as I like to call it. And I began sharing all of that on my blog. And all of these women were coming out of the woodwork just saying, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, me too. I I thought I was the only one. And that really put a firecracker up my butt to share more and to share fearlessly. And I created eBooks and started coaching women one-on-one and started doing workshops and writing books and programs. And here I am now, you know, that that's just continued to snowball and grow to where I am now with, you know, books and podcast and online programs. And I speak all around the world and, um, with the intention to help people unlock their full potential and be the best version of themselves. But it all started back in 2010 when I hit that rock bottom and I've just continued to show up each and every day with the intention to serve and, with the intention of helping as many people as I can along the journey. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing story in terms of a a massive 180 in your own world and obviously now how you're able to influence so many people. So let's talk about this mean girl. You know, how did you first come up with the name for her (laughs) and um, describe for me, yeah, what that means? So basically your inner mean girl, which every single person on the planet has, and guys too, they have an inner bad boy, as I call it. Um, We all have that inner mean girl inside our head and she is that voice. Basically we have 
two voices, so to speak. And basically she is the voice that says, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You'll never meet the guy. You'll never get out of debt. Who do you think you are? You're not qualified enough to coach this person. You don't matter. You're not worthy. So she is that voice. That is also called your ego, your inner critic, your smaller self, your shadow self. It can also just be called fear. I like in a mean girl because mm, she's mean. Mine, mine is mean. She is really, really freaking mean. And so for me, giving her a little character and a title helped me disassociate it with myself. So for many years, I thought that voice was my truth. I thought that voice was who I really was. And that is not the case because your truth is love. There's only two voices, so to speak. And one is love, one is fear. So love resides in your heart and fear, which is your inner mingle, resides in your head. And love doesn't necessarily speak to you in words like your inner mean girl does. It more comes to you in a feeling like like you may know it as your intuition or your gut instinct or uh, your heart or, or your heart chakra. And basically, we all have those two separate voices, you can call them, even though your truth doesn't necessarily always speak to you in words, it's more of feeling. And giving your inner critic, I, it doesn't matter what you call it. Like you can call it your inner mean girl. You can call it Mary. You can call it whatever you want. But by giving it a little title and a little character helps you separate it from your truth which is love. So I literally can see my mean girl. I know what she looks like. She she looks like me. Some some people, when I work with women, theirs doesn't look like them. Um, they have a whole other character and they give it a name, which is great. You've got to just find what works and resonates for you. Um, but for me, my inner mean girl looks like me and um, she sits on my right-hand shoulder and she is wearing a red little devil outfit. So she's got like these red knee high boots on and this little red one piece with a little pitchfork and these cute little devil ears. Like she's, it's deceiving. Like she's quite cute. Um, yet we can't let, uh, her image kind of sway us because she's sneaky and she will sneak in and plant seeds of doubt whenever she can. That's the role of the ego. That is the role of fear. And don't get me wrong. There are times when she really does serve a purpose. You know, she might say, don't get in the car with that guy. Don't eat that brownie because, you know, it might have gluten or something in it and it might make you feel sick. Do not go down that alleyway. So there are times when she's very useful. But a majority of the time, she's saying things like, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not skinny enough. And we have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. So potentially that 60 to 80,000 inner mean girl thoughts that you have going on in one day. Men have 40,000. So they have almost half the amount of 
inner dialogue than we do. So you might potentially be mastering your mean girl 60 to 80,000 times a day. And it's one of those things that the more you practice mastering your mean girl, the better you get at it. It's like any muscle. The more you flex it, the stronger it gets. Yeah, amazing. And I think it's a really important message because as you've probably experienced with, you know, people that you've been coaching over the years, um, I think a lot of people don't know they've got another choice. Is that what you've come across in terms of making another choice as to which voice you listen to? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And if you don't, we're constantly making choices. In every moment of every second of every day, we're either choosing love or fear. From how you nourish your body, you're either choosing to eat something out of fear or you're choosing to eat it out of love. The way you move your body, you're either moving your body at the gym out of love for your temple or you're doing it out of fear because you overate last night and maybe you're wanting to slam your body out of fear and disgust and anger from who you surround yourself with. Maybe you surround yourself with toxic relationships or maybe you surround yourself with inspiring relationships. And from what you do in the world, the work and how you show up is either from a place of love or fear and we are creating our life moment by moment and we are making those choices love or fear in every single moment and if you don't like what you have chosen or what is unfolding in your reality you can choose again and you can create what you want to create but sometimes we get stuck in this fear negative spiral that we feel like we're stuck and that we don't have a choice and that we can't choose again. But in every moment, if you don't like what you have chosen or what's manifesting or what your reality is, how your reality is playing out in front of you, you can choose again. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I know you've got some amazing resources for those um, that, you know, certainly need more support to master their mean girl or bad boy. So tell us firstly about your book and then your online program, which is very exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So my book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, is all about mastering that voice inside your head so that you can become the best version of yourself and become wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy and bursting with love. Uh, I do have a little three-step Mastering Your Mean Girl process that people can start to implement today once. And then, this, you know, the next thing you could do is go out and grab my book to dive deeper into it. Would you like me to share that little three-step process? Oh, absolutely. Yes, please. Okay. So the first thing um, that you need to do is – become aware of what it is that she's saying to you. So like we said before, like some people don't know that there's any other voice. Some people don't know that there's another option. So we've got to get really clear on what it is that your mean girl is currently saying to you. And maybe it's you'll never lose the weight or you'll never meet the guy or you'll never heal from X. So what we do in the first step of mastering your mean girl is we write that down and we write it by starting, my mean girl is currently telling me I will never lose the weight or my mean girl is currently telling me I will never meet the guy. 
my mean girl is currently telling me I will never heal from whatever. And the more specific we are, the better. So we write those down. Maybe there's one, maybe there's 15. So we write them down. Then we've become aware. That's the first step, awareness. Because once you have become aware of something, then transformation and change can happen. But until you are aware, nothing can shift. So awareness is the first step. It's like finally shining the light on something. The second step is we gently close the door on that thought. Now, what I mean by that is in every moment when your mean girl comes knocking on your door to plant those seeds, maybe to say one of those things like you're not good enough or you won't meet the guy, what most of us do is we open the door, we let her in and we let her continue to say those things and stay over and stay for dinner and sleep over for a couple of months. And to be honest, she's a pain in the butt. And if you imagine her like an annoying salesperson that comes knocking on your door, you wouldn't stand there for 50 minutes and let them give you their spiel on whatever it is that they're trying to sell you. You'd say, oh, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested today. And that's the same that we have to do when our mean girl pops up, when she tries to say, well, you're not good enough or pretty enough or smart enough. You say, oh, thank you, but I'm not actually interested today. I'm I'm too busy living my dream life. I'm too busy following my heart. I'm too busy choosing love. So we close the door on her. So gently closing the door on her. And I actually physically visualize myself in my mind doing that. So I visualize my main girl coming to a door, knocking, saying whatever it is she's saying. And then I say, thank you, but no, thank you. And I close the door. For me, I'm a very visual person. So I actually see that. Sometimes I say out loud, thank you, but no, thank you, mean girl, not interested today. And I say it out loud as well, because that helps me. So just do whatever feels right for you. And then the third step is we choose love instead. So instead of letting her in, we choose love. We come back into our heart. We get out of our head, which is where we hang out with fear and our mean girl, and we slide back down into our heart. And, you know, shining some light on our heart space and just getting clear. Maybe you can have a little conversation with yourself and you can say, well, is this really true? Do I have hardcore evidence that I will never lose the weight? Do I have documented documented scientific proof that I will never lose weight? No, you don't. Do I have hardcore evidence that I'll never heal from whatever it is or that I'll never meet the guy or never get out of debt? And usually the answer is no. And so we come back into our heart space and we choose a more loving thought, a loving supportive thought And if you take yourself through that three-step process, it's a very, very simple three-step process. Awareness, close the door, choose love. Three-step process. And you may have to do that three-step process 60 to 80,000 times a day. And that's okay because the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And then maybe a week later, it'll only be 30,000 times a day. And then a month later, it might only be 10,000 times a day. And then the the more and more you practice mastering your mingo, the stronger and stronger it gets. I've been practicing this now for seven years. And that 
and I'm still practicing it every single day, you know, whenever she pops up. And the more you practice it, the quicker and quicker you get at it. So where in the past I may have sat in, you know, I may have let her in for a day or a, a couple of weeks, that might last now for 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm able to gently close the door on her and choose love and come back into my heart space quickly. But it's like anything, the more you practice it, the easier it gets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's pretty clear that even seven years later for you, the fact that you're still needing to go through this process is a really good lesson. Mm. You know, it's not that you're trying to necessarily fix yourself or these thoughts, but get better at making another choice, which I absolutely love. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So one of your other um, statements that I would love to hear a little bit more about is that you like to talk about being wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy and bursting with love. So what does that mean for you and how do you sort of integrate that message into the work that you do? Basically, everything I do is with that intention in mind is to inspire health, wealth and love because I believe we have what I call a pyramid of success and happiness. So if we have a pyramid, in one corner there's health, another corner there's wealth and the other corner is love. And when all of those three areas of your life, which are the three major areas that I believe are important, that equals health and happiness and success, I believe, anyway. And because without your health, you can't do what you want to do. And when I talk about wealth, I'm not only referring to finances, but I'm also referring to being wildly wealthy in every area of your life. So being wealthy in your nutrition, being wealthy in your relationships, being rich in your health and what you do in the world. So that's what I mean about being wildly wealthy, what you do and being rich in every area of your life. And then love is self-love and relationships And when you have those three areas humming along nicely, life's pretty good. And sometimes there's different stages in our life where maybe one of those areas isn't and we need to give it a little bit more energy and time and love to bring it back up. Um, So everything I do, every book I write, every podcast, every blog post, every speaking engagement, every product and program that I create online is coaxed with the intention to help you unlock your full potential and become wildly wealthy and fabulously healthy and bursting with love. Yeah, I think you know wealthy can easily be interpreted as, as just talking about money, but it's lovely that you explain it across you know all facets of life, and that it is about you know you know looking after all those elements of of health. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Beautiful. All right, and then the last area I kind of wanted to touch on with you, Melissa, was your podcast. So I know this is a more of a recent introduction, and um, yeah, just tell us a little bit more about what you're doing there and how we can find out more. Yeah, it's literally I've I've 
recently launched it and I absolutely love it. It's called the Melissa Ambrosini Show podcast. I know, very original. Um, Couldn't really think of a better title. Um, No, that's not true. Um, It is such an amazing place for inspiration and I bring on people who have been pivotal in my journey. So everyone that's come on the show so far has impacted me in some way and been a massive inspiration to me and a teacher to me along my journey. So I feel like it is my duty to share these resources and these amazing people with the world. I feel like one of my my talents is to connect people and to help people um, be uh, open people up to different ways of thinking and I feel like I do that with the show. So it's awesome. It's so much fun for me to do. I get to have hour, an hour, an hour and a half epic conversations with amazing people that I love and have really been supportive for me on my journey. So check it out. It's on, you can, if you've got a smartphone, you can get it on the podcast app or Stitcher or iTunes, um, or you can listen online if you like sitting in front of your computer, you can listen um, on my website, melissaambrosini.com, or you can go to YouTube. But it's, yeah, it's everywhere, and it was the number one podcast the first week that it launched. Um, it's had so many downloads already, which is awesome and just exciting. I'm excited for who else I can get on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I've loved listening to the episode so far, and, yeah, look forward to seeing who you have on the show next So it's been awesome to chat with you today. I'd love you to um, just direct our listeners to your online hub so they can find out more. Yeah, everything's at melissaambrosini.com. And then I'm also on all the social platforms. Um, I love Instagram and Facebook. I hang out a lot on Instagram. It's so fun. Um, I do lots of Insta stories and things like that. So come and hang out there. It's just Melissa Ambrosini pretty much everywhere. I'm on all the socials. I'm sign up to my newsletter so you can get access of when I'm speaking and where I'm speaking. And yeah, check out my book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. My intention is to just, you know, with everything I do is just to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. So um, I'd love to meet you if you, you know, are in town or um, anyone is in my area, just connect. Let's connect. Let's, I love surrounding myself with inspiring people. So come and introduce yourself to me on social media and hopefully our paths cross. Amazing. Thanks again for being a part of The Real Food Real and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks, beautiful. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.